Sunday, July 26th, 2020. And I'm going to welcome back my husband. He's, he's back from his vacation. Hi, husband. Hi, husband. How are you? I'm fine. Are you glad to be back? Yes. Do you like my tan? It's very dark. Yes, it's very dark. Now, my husband was um, spent 12 days in both uh, New Orleans or and Louisiana and Alabama. Alabama at Dolphin Island. So he got to experience traveling in the COVID restrictions. Yes. So um, I was going to ask him if he could just tell us what it was like and what he experienced in his traveling with COVID. Not that you have COVID, but... No, I don't have COVID. In the time of okay. COVID. So what did you experience? Start with the, the, the airport in D.C. Well, uh, I think I was most nervous about the airport. Okay. And then the airplane. Um, because I knew that my family really hadn't gone anywhere since March. And I was staying with my parents, and they definitely hadn't been leaving the house. Um, my sister and her husband, likewise, really it was a chair. hadn't gone anywhere. Um, all the bars in New Orleans have been closed for quite some time. Um, you know, my only concern would have been you know, my my nephew, who's 23 years old. Uh, but they they, you know, they live in a rural part of Louisiana. Uh, the bars have been pretty restricted, so going out is not was not easy for him. And he's not a he's, he's not, not a, party a going out party anyway. uh, uh, frat boy anyway. Yeah. So for me, the biggest concern really was the airport and the airplane. So the airport actually wasn't terribly crowded. Of course, that's here in D.C. Um, everyone there was there were distancing stickers on the floor, and everyone was abiding by that. Everyone had masks. And even at the the gate to board the plane, uh, there were you know st uh, stickers designating where you should stand before you got on the. So plane. in the boarding part, you mean? Yes. Let me ask you to go back, go back just saying, in the security line where you have to you know go through security and all mm -hmm. that. Normally, at least what I've experienced, that's always very crowded and very jammed, and people are close to. Not crowded together. at all. So, but they also, you said they also had the little stickers on yes. the floor and people were abiding yes. by those? Yes. That's really good because that place was usually packed and... Oh, but this is D.C. Well, yeah. So, we're not dealing with oh, that's Car true. Karen in, in Florida, Jackson, Mississippi. Yeah. Uh, no offense to anyone living in Mississippi. But anyway, um, the plane was, was good. I mean, I, I picked my own seat. Right. So that I had no one sitting around me, but the plane was pretty much empty. Well, you said at first that you thought you had um, upgraded to first class, but that wasn't the case. Well, I thought case. that's what I was doing based on the road that I picked, but then when I got on the plane, the curtain of seclusion was, was uh, ahead pulled of you. over. I was like two rows away from first class. Oh. It didn't matter. I mean, I had the whole road. I, I didn't have anyone sitting next to me, and I was fine with that. Um and everyone wore a mask on. Everyone the plane. had a mask. Yes. When did the, when the um, uh, I want to say waitresses, but they're not called waitresses. Flight attendants. <laughs> Flight attendants came down the, the um, aisle. Stewards. So, stewardess. Stewardesses. They had masks on. Yes. Right? And they probably kept theirs on the entire time. Yes. But people who were like eating something or drinking something, you um, could remove your. But they weren't serving food on the plane. Oh, so there. I didn't realize that. Yeah. 
So they're no longer serving us a snack and a drink. Uh, it depends on how far you have to fly. So my flight was pretty short. Yeah. There was no food or beverage service. No, you could bring your own um, stuff. Which you had to purchase once you got beyond the security clearance. Right. In the in uh, that so, and it, there are very few shops that, that were open. So what could you bring but a you know bag of chips or bottled water? I mean no yeah. one was bringing actual food on the plane. The restaurants open at the airport. And your flight was at like ten o'clock in the morning or something? Or eleven. Uh, eleven fifty. Yeah. So it would be would there have may been have been one or time. two um um, restaurants open. Most were closed, but it really wasn't crowded. And maybe it's just you know, folks aren't traveling or comfortable traveling yet. But I know the airlines are starting to pack people on planes. Yeah. But no one's buying. No one. No one's traveling. Right. So that was fine. And then um, I stayed maybe a night or two with my parents. And then we went to Dauphin Island off the Alabama coast. And? And that was fine. Um, it's not a crowded beach. It's a barrier island off the Alabama coast. So and no one really knows where it is. It's area. very secluded. It's not highly developed. Um, it's not a young crowd that goes there. So no one, uh, you know, weren't groups of young people piling all over each other and then spreading the disease. Uh, at every possible chance, um, the well, beaches the were not you, very crowded. I was say the picture you showed me. There wasn't a single person on the no, beach. It was mostly families, um, and, and not, not anywhere near we you. We had a large beach house, um, so we all had our own space. We were we spent, I would say, ninety five percent of our time our time outdoors, so we weren't socializing inside or eating inside except for breakfast. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like in terms of your family's, um, you know, spending time around your family, that you didn't have any concern about anybody no. having anything. And my Plus your sister a, works for... My sister's a public health educator. Yeah, so, so she would COVID know. is what she does these days. So we were, you know, I, I didn't feel unsafe. But, you know, everything's a risk. Right. Um, and you can only do so much. And I felt like we were as safe as we could. My parents did take me to a restaurant when I got off the plane. They had not been to a restaurant since March. We were the, we were one of three tables in the restaurant, and we were distanced seating. And then within that, um, seats were tables and seats were um, located or positioned in such a way that everyone's backs. You weren't facing anyone, so our backs weren't returned to any. Okay. The nearest table was eight feet away, but all of our backs were turned. So we're at round tables, and chairs were positioned so that we were not directly across from anyone who would be chewing or laughing or talking or whatever. Yeah. Now, um, but the people in the restaurant, they were all wearing masks, clearly. Yes. And the probably the, when you went in there, you had your mask on. But yes. obviously, to eat, you take it off. Let me ask you this question, because... A graphic came out while you were gone that showed air conditioning flow and how if you, if one person was in the direct flow of the air conditioning, everyone downwind of that person yeah. got COVID. Yeah. 
did that scare you at all? Being, I'm thinking about the people who take off their masks to do their eating, and if they happen to be in the same airflow that you were in. No, we were not directly near another table. Did, did, this didn't have anything to do with the distance. I know the tables. that. And it's about the flow of the air that's being pushed by the air conditioning system. Well, I didn't notice where the air conditioning vents were. Well, okay, so I'm just curious if you... Cause, cause, but I do, I do know that, yeah. Because now that scares me for being indoors now with people who take their masks off. Yeah, or you're buying a ceiling fan or whatever that would carry it around. I don't know. Yeah. Well, but it sounds like your overall experience... We haven't talked about the, the trip coming back. Was that the same? Or? Same thing. Now, the only concern I had, we got to the island and... There is no supermarket on the island. It's small. Right. So uh, to go to a supermarket, you have to actually drive, you know, uh, across the bridge and you, there's a supermarket. But there, there is a mini mart nearby. And that's where we would go. We had food delivered, so we didn't have to go into supermarkets. We didn't have to deal with other people or touch things in the supermarket. We had the food delivered. But we did have to go to the supermarket to get things like... You mean the mini-mart? Yeah, the mini-mart. The mini-mart, I'm sorry. To get things like eggs and milk and bread. I mean, things that uh, we needed, but because it's it's quite a... It's not a short ways to the supermarket, and it's 98 degrees. We just... Well, we'll just go to the mini-mart and get those sorts of things that would spoil or whatever. So anyway, we went to the mini-mart... And they do have, on the island, a fishing rodeo every year, which I assume they were going to, you know, the governor would have canceled canceled, it. Well, they didn't. So the fishing rodeo was also going on that weekend. And that goes on on toward the bay side, I think, if I have this right, the bay side of the island. We don't stay, we don't stay there. So we don't, we don't see these people. Right. Anyway, or if they're, if they're on the island, if they're on the golf side of the island, we don't see them. It tends to attract cracker crackers, trash, right? <laughs> yeah. So they were flying Trump banners from their oh my large vehicles. And we go and the mini one is located next to where all of these folks were staying at this campsite with their Trump flags. Well, they were in the mini mart, they were not wearing masks, they were all over each other, um, with the with the um grocery carts, you have these small grocery carts, and they were not mindful of space or distance. And I was not going anywhere near these idiots. Um, I hung back, I had my mask on, uh, they were laughing and um, talking loudly. The cashiers were not wearing masks, despite the fact that there was a sign on the door saying customers had to wear masks. So just you and your sister who was wearing a mask? Yes, it was a Petri dish. That that does scare me. Well, I mean, I'm I'm here, um, and I w- I was mindful of the fact that they they were not being safe, but I was as safe as I could be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we had hand sanitizer in the car. Um, that was the only um, time that time that I I, I felt concerned. Uh, otherwise, I felt I felt safe. But that's an example of. Why Alabama, for example, is one of the top states for coronavirus infection is because, you know, the the people who decide this is all a hoax, 
uh, and they're going to follow Donald Trump, don't really consider other people. No, that's that's so. the biggest thing about these people. They don't care about other people. No. And that's why they think that they're, as, as they call them, my freedoms, my rights not to wear a mask Freedom. supersedes uh, the, the human race. <laughs> you know, it's, I just... But then they'll tell you they're pro-life in the next... Instance. Of course, absolutely, of course. Now, speaking of cases, um, I'm sure you've been paying, paying attention to this, but in our little region here, because we're called the um, D.C. metropolitan area, which includes like three counties in Virginia and three or four counties in Maryland that are generally considered in the metropolitan area. Well, yesterday, the, the three jurisdictions registered 2,600 new cases of mm-hmm. COVID. So our region is now on the uptick. Are we, do we need to be concerned? Do we need to be, um, I don't know how many, any more vigilant we can be. We wear masks all everywhere we go. And it seems like everybody's wearing masks that, that we encounter. But I don't know what is accounting for this uptick in um well, that's easy. Look at the look at the map of where these new cases are. It's in the rural counties of Virginia. Well, there's that. Yeah, that's true. That, that's where it's happening. It's in the southern counties. And I wonder why they're not wearing masks, or I wonder why they're not being safe, because they tend to be, that is the reddest part of the state. Where the, it is, yeah. Where these new cases are coming from in Virginia, it's not northern Virginia, it's southern Virginia. Right. And so they get in their car, they drive to the district, they have their, they, you know, they do whatever it is they want to do in Georgetown or the mall or whatever. They, and they're, they're sick. They have the disease and that they're not because they think it's a hoax and they're not showing symptoms or they're not showing symptoms until they go home. (laughs) Also, then they're spreading it to other people. Even if you're wearing a mask, the masks is actually safest for COVID positive people to be wearing the mask. Correct. If you are not COVID positive and you're interacting with someone who is positive and not wearing a mask, your eyes are still exposed, your flesh is still exposed, they're breathing, they're spitting, they're sweating, whatever they're doing. Um, And so that's how, even if we are being safe, these people aren't. And so if you know they're they're not being mindful of of how they're interacting with people. They are they are spreaders. These are these are the spreaders of this disease. Of course, it's younger people. Yeah, too, it is younger people. Well, and you're, and you're right. It's the if it's, if you're wearing if the people who are sick are wearing a mask, then they are protecting us to a certain point. But if they are sick and they're not wearing a mask, then they're completely exposing everyone. Yeah, to they our, are. You know, I mean, granted, we don't know. For sure, whether you can catch it through your eyes or not. But um, anyway, moving on to, I said anyway, and I really meant to say regardless. Um, this week, or the week before, last week, I guess it was, when you were gone, President Trump started doing his COVID press conferences again, mm. but without any medical authorities behind him. Of course not. And what? And if you if you think about the kind of stuff he's been saying, granted, when I say saying, I mean reading off of the teleprompter. Um, he is he's actually whoever wrote it is trying to make 
people believe that he is concerned because he talked about, you know, wearing masks and, um, you know, we got to get these cases down, this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, do you think that his doing these press conferences again without the medical authorities behind him, that he is trying to convince the American people that he is working for us, you know, like clearly to change the perception for the election. I think the cake is baked on this one. Do you? Are you already thinking that? Uh, This has been going on since March. I think we know who to blame for the, the mishandling of this and the spread of misinformation about it. It's Donald Trump. So then you're saying that the that, ship has sailed on this, right? So then you're saying that so, his attempt at these um, new press conferences is not going to change anyone's. No, it, they will not. And I'm getting back to the previous conversation. I think, I think we're headed for an, another, a new round of, of closures, lockdowns, whatever it is in this area. I I have I think to. We're headed in that direction because tend to agree with you. And, and again, it's, it's 50 governors doing 50 different things. And you know the bootlickers out there, like DeSantis of Florida, oh, God. well, they're the ones who decided they were going to uh, go down uh, the road of, of listening to Donald Trump. That no one, no one wants, no one wants to earn the scorn of this idiot and his shit tweeting in the morning because <laughs> um, they're they're cowards. Rather than step, you know, well, our local. Um, well, not local, but the governor of Maryland is Republican, but he's completely blown off Donald Trump. And I'm glad he has. He's like a, um, but he is the lone moderate voice. Yes, he in is the, in the Republican Party. There's no one else I can think of. But he's the head of the um, Governors Association as well. So he speaks to all the governors. Well, but they're all but they're all doing their own thing. I mean, the so the states that have it worse are the ones that are being run by Republicans, and then. Even in some blue states, in the conservative counties in California, for example, they're the ones experiencing the outbreaks. But again, they travel around and they spread it to other people. But I think the American public is now aware that this was mismanaged. This should have been a national effort. It wasn't. From the beginning, yeah. We've all seen the five o'clock follies with Donald Trump um, and his nonsense about drinking Clorox and shoving light bulbs up our butts, whatever, whatever. I mean, we were all there. We we all saw it. It was, so we know who to blame. Yeah. Um, And it's probably a better idea just to keep him locked in a padded room until November. Well, and he probably should be because, you know, he had, um, he went to, um, what's the name of that? military base here in dc walter reed walter reed medical hospital and he had a dementia test as you know i'm sure everyone has already heard this but um he he was touting how great he did because he could remember a sequence of words 20 minutes after they asked him to remember them and he said and he got extra points and everything i mean what do, what do you take up his whole the whole experience of him with the dementia test well here again it's it's someone who can't help. He can't help himself. He has to brag and boast about things that, to the rest of us, are just disturbing or horrifying. So <laughs> definitely horrifying. 
that in that interview, he claimed he asked his doctor, the best doctor, the best doctor ever in the entire world, Ronnie Jackson. Exactly. He's another uh, another ass licker. Um, Did you do you have a do you have a test? Is there such a test? Like, Like, yes, you don't ask for that test. It's presented to you because someone in your circle, a family member, has quietly staged some sort of intervention to see if grandpa has dementia. You don't ask for that. Anyway, so then he goes on. And of course, you went through this with your father. He I did, but my test. father was well, 80, they give you five 80, words 80, that have no association with each other. Correct. Well, he has words associated with being in front of a television camera. That was his example. That was his example, so we know that wasn't true. And then he, then he got extra points. Like it's a bonus on a test. Well, but now remember, it's ridiculous. The words he used, if you looked at that interview with Chris Wallace, he was naming things that were right in, excuse me, right in but front of But he's not him. that smart. He's not even, he's not he that said, aware or that person, smart. Person, woman, man, man camera, TV. camera, TV. So um, Ivanka said, Daddy, <laughs> when they ask you about the test, here's what you say. And be certain that you say it exactly like this. And the... And, he, this was a coached An absolutely coach, yes. And he was given those five words because he could glance around and, and remember get some them. clues. Yeah. yeah. I think he had a stroke when well, he went to Walter Reed stroke, but... several months ago. No, just looking at his posture, his inability to drink water or to walk. Well, if, if, I mean, the I, things he's doing... I might agree if, if he had been absent for a... An amount of time, like he hadn't made a public appearance. We don't know. But he's out, out and about every no, this is, day. This is over. Like this is last year. This Excuse is last me. October, November. Well, if you had, if you had one of those um, strokes like your mom had, the TIAs. Yeah, you, there's nothing to that. I mean, you you get over that pretty quickly. Yeah, and those are pretty office. short uh, episodes. Yeah. 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 But he I, talks yeah. word salad all the time. So who? You wouldn't know he's having a stroke because he he talks nonsense all the time anyway. It's true. It's yeah. true. Well, he's just an embarrassment. Anyway, I shouldn't say anyway. Regardless, we're moving on. We um, This weekend has... You know how um, celebrity deaths come in threes? Yes. Well, this weekend, again, you know, the last time it was Carl Reiner. Is, um, is that a dessert wine, by the way? Yeah. You want to splash? No, I don't want a dessert wine. Just try it. It's going to be really sweet. I don't want that. Well, just have to have the experience. All right, just a little splash. That's good. All right. Um, anyway. We were, we were gifted this half bottle of wine yeah, from a so winemaker. And but it if is, it's a dessert it bottle. Is, it is sweet. Um, oh, my God. That is so sweet. I told you it was sweet. You just hit you I sip know. on it. It's like a, a, a after-dinner yeah, sipper. A, yeah. Anyway. So... Last couple of weeks, it was Carl Reiner, and I can't remember who the other people were who died, but there were like three people who died. Celebrities or people of note. Well, this weekend, yesterday on the 25th, both Regis Philbin and this actor named John Saxon, Saxon. died. Did you look him up? Because he, he was from Bonanza, yeah. Gunsmoke, yeah. The Virginian. I recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think if you saw his picture, you would rec- definitely recognize him. 
And then earlier today, on the Sunday, Olivia de Havilland died. She yes. was the last surviving actor from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. She was 104. Yeah. Regis was 88, and they announced today that he died from heart disease. Well, at 88, everyone has heart disease. Um, John Saxon, I don't know what he died of. Do you know? I don't, I don't know. I didn't look it up. I don't know. But it's true that no, they, they had a heart attack. Did he have a heart attack? I don't, I don't know. But um, it's just, it, I think it's interesting that it's true that it comes in threes. Oh, the other one was, um, no, that was a long time ago. I don't remember with Carl Reiner who the other ones were. But I do remember that it was like a threes. So, you know, we're, people are dropping dead left and right. I My biggest thing now... when well, they're some, all old, honey. I know, but when someone, when someone famous dies... I first want to know: Did they die of COVID? Because oh, well, there's a there are a lot of that with because old people die of, are dying of COVID. So. Well, and there's the Broadway star, the young actor. He was forty. I forget his name, but he was forty-one years old. He maybe he was one of the yeah, and he they amputated his leg and all. Yeah, he had it really bad. Yeah. The thing is, he was in good shape health-wise when he first got it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. So there's that. Now. um... Coming up this week, we are going to venture out a little more. Um, you might remember before um, my husband was gone that we were venturing out just during the week to go to some wineries when there aren't a lot of people there. So we've got plans to go on Tuesday and on Thursday to meet friends who we're not going to ride with them. They're going to meet us at the mm-hmm. actual winery. And um, we're hoping that, well, I'm pretty sure that both of these will be places that will not be crowded on a Tuesday or Thursday. Thursday, I think not. Yeah. So we can report on that um, next weekend. Yeah. So do you have anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to say? It's hot. It. Oh, my God, it's hot. Um, everyone knows that I've been doing my nipple walks in the morning. At between like 6.30, I leave the house between 6.30 and quarter to 7. And lately, just like this past week, I've been walking between three and four and a half miles. Well, today I walked four and a half miles in 90% humidity with the temperature was 80 degrees. And that, well, you saw my shirt. I was soaking no. wet. It was it's going to be 98 drenched. here tomorrow. 98 tomorrow. And um, one day last week, we hit 100. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of weather, I had a good laugh watching Hurricane Hannah blow down blow down the border wall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Hurricane will Hannah. emergency funds be used to rebuild the border? It was completely blown down. And oh, I see what you mean. Because it was blown down in a hurricane, he can designate yes. FEMA funds yes, for that. Yes, to rebuild oh, it. that's true. Yes. But that says one thing already, that how simple that wall is that it can't withstand well 100 mile an hour when was it 100 mile an yeah, hour yeah it was pretty okay, severe wow. but all right well anyway but but the uselessness well of the wall in I mean, the first place yeah. yeah of the wall but you know natural disasters i mean th- there are a million things that could bring the wall that here it was blown down in, in an instant it was destroyed <laughs> yeah just the foolishness of it all and the and the foolishness of people who support this i mean well Yes. Of course, they will claim it was all a hoax, and it was the Democrats who blew the wall down. Right. 
it was Obama and George Soros who put up giant wind machines and directed it <laughs> at the wall just so it would look like the wall could not withstand a hurricane. George Soros. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we have for this week. Thank you for joining me again You're on welcome. this episode. And hopefully you all are out there staying safe and healthy. And um, thanks for listening. And until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.